This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, my name is Daryl Ong and this is Banan, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. 24th of February, next Friday, will mark the start of the new season of the local football league, Super League, which is in a new era of sorts. Announced for the new season is a new 14-team format with added allocations of foreign players, bigger budget for teams and too much of the relief of fans, earlier kickoff times. Also, the MFL has signed a new partnership with Astro and RTM, which will see Astro returning to become the official broadcaster of MFL's Liga Malaysia 6 competitions, which includes the Liga Super, Piala FA and Piala Malaysia. The others are the Piala Sultan Haji Ahmad Shah, more commonly known as the Piala Sumbangse, MFL Challenge Cup and MFL Cup, which is the Under-23 Squad League. Digital Communication Minister Fami Fatzil also revealed that RTM will air 75 matches of the domestic competitions organised by the MFL. What would this mega broadcasting deal mean for local football? And with hundreds of millions of ringgit pouring back into the league, would issues like unpaid wages in professional football finally be a thing of the past? Sports journalist Harish Dio joins us this week as together we dissect this mega broadcasting deal. Anyone who can put money on the table is a step forward. Okay, so we've seen uh, deals in the past uh, made pop and fair only for them to end up, um, uh, you know, as a court case. Legal suits were initiated. I think we don't need to go into uh, those details, yep. uh, but those who have been... Uh, uh, in the scene long enough, uh, would remember those uh, episodes. And as such, anyone who, like I said earlier, anyone who can bring um, you know the money on the table and ensure that payment is made, um, is of course uh, a very good sign for the local league mm. and the industry as well. Mm. Well, why do you think it took the MFL so long to to get back to you know terrestrial TV? Um, well, at the end of the day, it's uh, it boils down to the negotiations that were done in the past. Uh, negotiations that. Um, some people believe that they were promised the sky and the moon and, you know, they, they were gullible enough to believe it. Or sometimes we can't even use the word gullible because um, there's what was, you know, uh, laid down on the table and um, they believe that that was the way forward. And when you when you hear things that goes in the tune of billions, mm. not millions, mm. uh, of course, uh, you know, people get excited. Uh, sadly, that did not uh, happen. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're left with... Uh, the ever-reliable players uh, in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, because these, these, these players have uh, proved that in the past that they've committed to the game. And more importantly, that they've got the funds to, to back their passion up. Mm. So, yeah. We'll talk about the funding and how those, those money, the money is going to be channeled yeah. down a bit later. But being a sports journalist for a while now, Harish, um, what are some of the sports viewership trends that you've noticed over the years, um, be it football, be it badminton, what have you? No, I mean, we've had very serious conversations about um, viewing patterns, uh, not only in Malaysia, but abroad as well. I think there's a whole lot of literature uh, with regards to this debate, um, whereby are people actually spending enough time in front of the television? Um, are people actually, especially the younger generation, right? I, I don't want to lump it into a younger generation, an older generation thingy. I think it's this generation, regardless of your age. Mm. Uh, do you actually have the luxury of time to watch a full 90-minute match? In fact, um, 
you know, judging by the past World Cup, and, and you know, it is the World Cup, the biggest competition uh, in the world. And I've heard of some people saying that, oh no, we only watch the highlights and not even the full matches. Right. So, you know, that says a lot about the viewing patterns today. And um, you've noticed that uh, quite a number of broadcasters have also gone down um, to the root of hi- giving highlights, airing highlights uh, instead of, uh, in addition to the, the, not instead, but in addition to the uh, full match, uh, full matches. Mm. And mm. Uh, they claim that the numbers show that the highlights seem to get better traction than uh, full matches. Mm. So these are interesting patterns to see um, what's next for the future of uh, sports in general. Mm. And broadcasters have to innovate and adapt to you know, yeah. those current patterns. And um, brings behind the scenes, Harish, um, what are the processes and what exactly goes into you know obtaining these broadcasting, uh, sports broadcasting rights? Processes are plenty, but in a nutshell, it's all about who can put the money, <laughs> who, who gives the most you know, um, funds. That's, I think it, it boils down to that. I mean, to be fair, to explain, um, in summary, that, that there is a process whereby you know, people will come, different various parties will come, and in addition to the funds that they can commit, um, what is the ROI for the league hmm. uh, in the form of um, the branding, the, the eyeballs, the the pre-shows even, uh, to the details, you know, uh, uh, pre-match shows and... Uh, all that comes into play. So I would like to believe that the decision to go with uh, Astro would be simply not just because of the money, but also because of the experience they have in dealing with um, the pre-shows, getting the right talents, uh, mm. getting the right people, creating the ecosystem, complementing the whole ecosystem, not creating, but complementing the whole ecosystem uh, to give the viewer a complete um, viewing experience. Mm. Not just so, the match, but everything around the match. Yeah, I mean, um, the, from the commentators to to you know um, the views, the analysis. Uh, if you notice, like Astro has been uh, getting a whole lot of former uh, footballers for their uh, talk show, so that carries a lot of weight because um, they would know the game, they would understand the game better. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, you you and they were they are also involved in. Um, you know, like Premier League production, like World Cup, for example. So the experience is there. Mm. So yeah, I, I would presume that all these factors played a very big role in, uh, you know, in in securing the deal. Mm. Let's get deeper into the deal. Among others, among others, I would I, I would like to believe so. Mm. Among others, mm. yeah. Uh, looking a bit deeper into this three-year deal with Astro, um, previously the MFL, the league was had a partnership under Telecom Malaysia, and it was you know under Unify, the matches were streamed on YouTube live. Um, however, I was personally surprised that the matches weren't really shown on, on TV on Astro at least. Then we found out that Astro sold off their MFL rights in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Um, do you think that was a bad move on their part? No, I think um, it was a situation whereby, uh, what do you call, the guardians of the league worked together with uh, Telecom to be the next uh, uh, broadcaster. Mm, and and uh, what had happened was, um, going back to this conversation about matches being aired on YouTube, mm. now I know for a fact that immediately when the new broadcasters were announced, uh, some people said that, Oh, we'll not be. We will not be able to watch the matches on YouTube. Now, my question to this is, um, or, or the debate about this is, uh, if you put start putting matches for free on YouTube, who who benefits at the end of the day? It's just YouTube. Sure. Yeah. Um, the the money is not 
going back to local football, the money, yes, the fan would benefit as well. Um, he'd be able to watch the matches for free. Uh, but I think this free culture has got to come to an end at a certain point in 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 in, uh, in time. Mm. Simply because if you go abroad, for example, even as 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 far as uh, um, or as near as Thailand, for example, uh, you'd be surprised that uh, just to watch uh, several leagues, you need several decoders from different um, providers. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I, I remember um, going for a holiday in uh, Krabi. Uh, this is about ten. 11 years ago and there was this particular eatery that had seven decoders <laughs> and I asked them why seven he said yeah because different operators carry different so so I was I was quite quite um, shocked and I think it's the same uh, no I know it's the same in Singapore as well mm. Remember, they've got two main um, uh, providers there yeah so long story short um, so people pay to watch uh, football at the end of the day why because the money will somewhere somehow go back to the teams, go back to the sport, mm. go back mm. to this ecosystem. Mm. Um, in this in this case, whereby the new broadcasters, which is Astro, who's uh, committed to this uh, uh, broadcasting deal, so they would naturally pay a certain amount to the uh, Guardians of the League, which is the Malaysian Football League. How much, uh, we'll never know, but I presume it's in the tune of uh, hundreds of millions, if not more. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And what does this mean for, for um, uh, local football is that Look, the money goes to MFL. MFL will give a portion or at least a, a, an allocation will be given out to the participating teams uh, so that this is in addition to the team's, uh, what do you call, privatization move whereby they, get, they, they have money and funding from uh, the private parties. Mm, yeah, it's, sure. it's a win-win situation um, if you ask me. Yeah, at the end of the day. There's one thing about you know it being free, but also the, other, the flip side of the coin is you know, having these matches online on YouTube for free, notwithstanding, is convenient, Harish. Of course, to a fan's point of view. Now, it, it, are we to look it at a fan's point of view strictly? And then, or should we look it at the industry point of view? Mm, for sure. I mean, that... there, 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 must be, there, there must be some form of balance here, yeah? Mm-hmm. Look, if possible, we want everything free. So why are badminton, uh, you know, fans spending so much of money Watching the Malaysian Open, the the recently concluded Malaysian Open, for mm. example, mm. yeah. yeah. Uh, why why do you spend so much of money um, on tickets? Here, the ticket prices are ridiculously low compared to, let's say, for example, in Europe, uh, Premier League matches. Why is it that people can travel all the way from here uh, to Europe um, and pay so much of money, but then uh, complain about the match? Uh, ticket prices here. Yeah, there's no doubt that you know pumping money. This deal will bring money to football, uh, the football ecosystem, and ultimately the grassroots as well. But another deal that was signed, Harish, um, there was a ten-year deal that was signed in between MFL and iFlix, which promised domestic matches for free on that platform. Yeah. Whatever happened to to this deal, to this partnership? Yeah, it's it's pretty much a, a, a deal that gone wrong, and I believe. Uh, it, it became, you know, a subject of uh, contention uh, between the both parties. So, yeah, as, as I said, I, I, it's unfair to just mention one particular uh, uh, wrong broadcast deal because we've seen a few broadcast deals, mm. broadcasting deals that went bad in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, uh, even Telecom themselves had uh, issues. Um, you know, they were threatened uh, you know, with a legal suit and then eventually it was dropped. I think MP and Silva also, you know, went on the same boat and then suddenly they were like, they gone, they went bust or something of that sort. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of people come in. Uh, they promise the sky and the moon, but we need to look at their financial status as well, uh, their capabilities, and uh, like it or not, 
uh, whether you're a fan or you just hate them, at the end of the day, this particular new broadcaster um, has proven, has got a track record. Um, they've proven to pay up on time. Mm. Uh, they've proven with their services. So, mm. look, at the end of the day, if somebody else can match them, I mean, you know, by all means, mm. or do better, in fact. Mm. Astro But, and yeah, RTM I mean, has, has proved to be a reliable pl- platform uh, in terms of funding and also broadcasting. Like, okay, As far as RTM is concerned, I don't. I'm a bit. Um, I'm a bit half-hearted. Oh yeah. <laughs> unless if you're saying that RTM has managed to secure funds to foot the bill, I think the government shouldn't be spending money on football matches. Right. Right. Why? Because what makes football so special? If you're going to be spending money on football, you should be spending money on all the other sports. Hmm. Number two is the government in the position to spend money on this broadcasting rights instead of using the same money to develop sports at the grassroots. Wouldn't that be more beneficial? Mm, yeah, for sure. Uh, in terms of, yeah. you know, scheduling headache as well, right? You know, um, yeah. which matches are Astro going to show and which matches are RTM going to no, show? I mean, that's pretty clear. They've got it sorted out within themselves and RTM is only going to add 75 matches. I think that is not a, issue. A, an issue at all, gotcha. uh, to, to be honest. Um, my, my beef is simply uh, that... You know, I'm sure you've heard of uh, talks and conversations uh, to even air Premier League matches on RTM. Uh, who's going to foot that bill? Mm, mm. Unless if you're telling me that there's a private company who's coming in and they're going to sponsor, well and good. But to me, the same money would be better spent elsewhere. Mm. Like sports development, for example, something concrete, mm. something solid. And let's be fair to all sports. Mm. If you're going to start, uh, you know, uh, what do you call airing uh, football matches, then please start airing netball matches as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, don't have double standards, yeah? Mm. Start airing women's football matches. I think they need more coverage than anyone else. Um, you said yeah. in your report, Harish, that um, public opinion was pretty much split uh, on this deal. Um, what are the considerations for, from both sides that you have observed? Yeah, basically, it's the fact that in the past, they could watch it on YouTube and <laughs> right <laughs> uh, now they can't. So, you know, there are some people who say that, oh, you know, I'm going to go to, uh, if I, let's say, for example, I go abroad, I would like to watch the match. How do I do so, you know? But you've got people saying that hey, if you have you know a certain app by the current broadcasters, you'll be able to watch it as well. So I, I mean, people will always complain about everything. At the end of the day, look for me, it's very simple. What will help the industry and the ecosystem? Mm. Now, the question is: after this deal, I would like to see what you call uh, the teams not suffer financial woes. Yeah, uh, I would like to see quality football. Because that's the way forward. Mm, yeah, you also you also say you have hopes that the revenue from this deal from broadcasting would be channeled down to professional on the grassroots setting. Yeah. So things like you know um, unpaid wages, hopefully, it'd be yeah. something that could be eradicated. Hopefully, it should be. It's not even hopefully, mm. you know, Daryl. I mean, it's 2023, and it's so sad that we are still hearing news or, or listening to news or, or reading news with regards to teams not paying wages. Um, even KL City FC, um, we met the president of uh, Kuala Lumpur Football Association recently and he even admitted that the players have yet to receive their January salaries, hmm. wages. Yeah, hmm. So that's a, that's a shame. And this is a team that have actually won um, a, a tournament and even came out runners-up in the AFC Cup. Hmm. And then you have uh, the other teams as well. Um, I believe uh, 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 one is from uh, Malacca and the other one is from Sarawak. Um, they owe their uh, footballers wages as well. Yeah. So it's it's a shame because 
these football teams should show that they are sustainable. Otherwise, they're going to spook investors and no investor will want to come in. So, yeah, I mean, um, I really hope that through this deal and with uh, professionalism injected into Malaysian football, hopefully, mm. <laughs> we will see better better days ahead. Mm. Uh, this, is, this is one small step uh, in the right direction. But, Harish, I have to ask you something that has yeah. been plaguing Malaysian football, especially for, for a long time. Do you foresee that, you know, with this deal, with the money coming in, with the funds coming into the league, that transparency would be a problem of, you know, where the funds go to and stuff like that? Do you foresee that to be an issue? Look, as far as MFL is concerned, they would naturally have to table their accounts and that those accounts will be made public hmm. and we will know um, what, which teams, you know, how much allocation is being given to the teams. Hmm. The question is the teams themselves given the fact that if they're going to go through this privatization route, uh, naturally, accounts will have to be audited. And then we will know the expenditure. Hmm. And and from then onwards, we will then, we should be, by now, we should know uh, how much are they spending on just signing up players alone. And, uh, you know, and how the football association then can then uh, concentrate on development because they are two separate entities now, or they're supposed to be, which uh, you and I know for a fact that it's not these days because uh, there's some form of interference. But mm. um, that should be the way. If they are truly separate, then uh, they, they, they should have audited accounts. They should show, or it should be reflected in the audited accounts, what it is spending on, um, who are they spending on, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, and, and, and so forth and so on. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you think that this deal would help curb piracy, i.e. illegal streaming? Oh, illegal streaming is a subject that's been, uh, you know, nagging us for the longest time but I think uh, you know it's ever since our CD and DVD days <laughs> yeah, at the Pasar Malams and yeah. at Bangsa at that particular one outlet in Bangsa which never seems to uh, stop selling DVDs until still going strong know. yeah Yeah. so yeah, I mean look um, piracy is going to it's, it's a problem it, the subject of piracy boils down to enforcement uh, if we want to be strict about it then the enforcement has to be strict right now I think the biggest uh, problem is uh, Android boxes they're being sold. They're being sold on e-commerce platforms, easily available. So that shows there's complete lack of enforcement. Suddenly, there are just pockets of, of raids here and there and people get excited and go like, oh, you know, well done. but that's not the case. I mean, you and I, if we walk to any mall, it's easily available. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, as far as piracy is concerned, it's, it boils down to enforcement and, and it will it will be a problem. It's, it's, been a sub, it's been a problem for the longest time ever and the fact that it's not been eradicated until today was to show that uh, it's it's not something that can be eradicated overnight. Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, another thing that's different with this upcoming season is early kickoffs, Harish. Um, yeah. uh, they're moving the matches earlier in the evening. Um, yeah. How would this change viewing the viewing patterns of Malaysian fans, and what would this mean for the live spectator experience? Now, Dara, I'm so glad you brought this up because. Um, when the announcement was made, I had a phone call, a conversation with uh, Stuart Ramalingam, the CEO of MFL. And I told him repeatedly, I said that it's the best move ever mm-hmm. to push matches earlier. Uh, earlier. Mm. And um, and why why I said that is because um, many moons ago, I think easily about 15, 15 years ago, I was invited to a workshop conducted, carried out by the FA of Malaysia. And I had then... Uh, raise the issue of the late kickoffs uh, only to be told that oh it's because of the prayers 
but I raised, I, I objected to that. I said that that excuse um, is rather flimsy because when it comes to international tournaments, Malaysia seems to be able to play early. You know, at eight o'clock, some at seven, sometimes at seven thirty. Hmm. Uh, to which I was just brushed aside. Uh, moving forward, I'm glad that today, 2030, uh, 2023, we'll be able to watch football matches as early as like you know some five forty-five, I believe. Then there's one at seven thirty, and um, there's another one at nine. And why this is important? We need to get kids to the stadium. There are a lot of people out there they don't realize this until they have kids. Hmm. And you know what? As a parent, I would not want my child to be heading to the stadium at like 8.45 or even 9 p.m. Hmm. to only come back at 11. And I give you a scenario. Now, let's say, for example, a person is staying in Ululangat or Ampang. Okay, Ampang. Let's put it Ampang, okay? It's still within the Klang Valley, correct? He or she is a staunch uh, uh, Selangor supporter. And Selangor used to play their matches at the uh, Shah Alam Stadium. Shah Alam, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now, imagine from Ampang to Shah Alam, That's about what an hour's drive. You got to brave traffic, and you reach. That means you got to reach Ampang. Uh, you got to leave Ampang say about what seven thirty to reach in time eight thirty just before the kickoff at eight forty five, and then you head home at what way be- beyond midnight. Which parent will allow their child to do that? Even though if it's on a weekend as well. Hmm. And then number two, these are things that people don't talk about e- eating habits. You see, we Malaysians love to eat, correct? So every every time after a football match, we don't go back straight. We head to the local eatery and we have food, and that pretty much messes up our diet <laughs> and our eating habits. Mm. And then we complain, why is it that Malaysia, you know, has got so many NCDs, uh, you know, uh, and 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 stuff like that. So yeah, so I'm glad that the matches are being held earlier so that it can be a truly family, uh, what do you call function, yeah, uh, affair. Um, also, it works for the operators. Now, stall operators—they want to sell their items. They can sell after even after the match, and not like rush to close their stalls mm. immediately. You know, uh, at halftime, mm. like we see, like we view it now. Mm. So yeah, I'm all for the early matches. And also, I think for the TV experience as well, right? Rather than watching one match because the other two match- matches are happening at the same time, you now could possibly watch three matches uh, in a day. And you're not competing with the Premier League. Yeah, so you have family. your own time slot mm, for sure. So you you can watch your favorite local team, and then continue with your favorite uh, foreign team if you have the luxury of time. That is, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the upcoming MFL uh, Malaysia M League season set to be a 14 team league, and like yeah. we said earlier, kickoffs. Um, Harish, to end off, you know, teams now have bigger budget and more al- added allocation for foreign players. Etc. Etc. Do you foresee JDT's dominance ending this season, or would JT just cruise to the title like they've been doing for years? They may be given a run for their money, but I don't think any team. Look, I, I wish I had a crystal ball, but I don't. <laughs> but judging by what we've seen thus far, they are still a team to reckon with. Uh, but I know some teams, uh, like Slango, for example, from Danu, Pera, uh, for a matter of fact. Um, although they were beaten 3-0 by KLCTFC. And even KL City, uh, in fact, you know, these are teams that have shown that they'll be able to uh, create upsets along the way. Uh, strong contenders as well. So yeah, um, I mean, uh, JDT is still a team to look out for, but there are other teams that are able to give uh, the Southern Tigers a run for their money. That was sports journalist Harish Dio as we've been talking about the upcoming local football league and on MFL who has signed a broadcasting partnership with Astro and RTM. 
And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. If you'd like to revisit the show, you can head over to our website real soon, www.bfm.my forward slash bar none. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. My name's Daryl Ong and this has been Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Join us again next week for more of the same, only here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.